This is LCM. Pronounced local. Oh, living a creative life. I'm Rawat Majdi. And I'm Muhammad Sirul. We're creatives talking to creatives about what it means to be a creative. So get ready for some delicious conversations and awesome takeaways so that you can maximize your own creative life. Today we have Tarfal Farhan. She is a 28-year-old Asian Arab MBA graduate who majored in service industries and marketing. She's currently living in Kuwait, growing an OEM skincare brand called Souffle Beauty. Welcome, Tarfa. We're super excited to have you. Hello. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So, Tarfa, tell us a little bit more about you. Okay. What would everybody want to know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I grew up over here in Kuwait and then I studied in Switzerland, which gave me a lot of opportunities to work with a lot of uh, different types of people. Our university had different nationalities. Like you look to your left, you would find someone from Africa. You look to your right, you'd find someone from Asia. And it was very diverse. And thank goodness in our university, we had to do some practicals, which gave us a beautiful opportunity to go outside and work in different hotels around the world. And this is where I gained most of my knowledge and experience meeting new people, dealing with VIP sometimes, and well, including David Beckham, by the way. Oh, wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I worked with him in Qatar, being his butler. Wow. (laughs) And yeah, so you gain a lot of like strength and confidence during this journey. And then when I came back to Kuwait, I decided to apply whatever I learned and the knowledge and also how to deal with everybody over here. And this is who I am. And I love sports. That's another thing. And traveling. Amazing. Amazing. Um, So you say that you have learned to work with strangers and learned to work with literally anyone, um, including David Beckham. Um, which is amazing. <laughs> um, how do you feel that kind of skill came about? For Well, in the beginning, it is nerve-wracking because people expect from you that you are already shaped up, a shaped-up professional. So inside, you're very nervous when you deal with these types of VIPs and also you don't know what to expect from them. One time they could, like the incident that I had with David Beckham was I, he was running in the gym. I brought him some water just to cool him off. But then he asked for a different type of water bottle. And that was like a shock. But right now it's not a shock. (laughs) But before it was a shock. And then you just had to deal with it. And it's all psychological. You have to understand what's going on in their head. what, What are they going through? And understand people more. And I guess this helped me a lot because coming from a Kuwaiti father and a Filipino mother, I'm emerged into two different cultures. That was very helpful. Amazing. Tell us more about Souffle Beauty. Okay, so Souffle Beauty is a skincare range that we have created between me and my roommate when we were studying in Switzerland. So my roommate and I, as I mentioned previously, we worked in hotels we had to travel we were on our feet for 12 hours long which is very long and then 
we would after our shifts we would like to go out we would like to enjoy ourselves but even in between the shifts we wanted to like refresh our skin but we couldn't do that <laughs> we were not allowed to do that and also using just soap the regular soap and water was not efficient enough and that would ruin our skin so we got like pimples and bad skin and then we came up with the idea what if we had skincare products that are portable that we could put it as well in our pockets that are travel friendly and that does the job that we don't need to use a lot of products too so we came up with that idea we let it brew when we were doing our internships we just let it brew let it brew and then one when was it two years ago when i went to singapore We were sitting down and then the idea came back again and we were like, oh, remember this when we were talking about our skincare range? And bear in mind, my business partner and I, we've been doing a lot of projects in school together. So we understand the way how we work together and we always got like good grades working with each other. So we're like, okay, so let's put this into reality now. <laughs> this is real life. And we talked about it and we brainstormed for like seven hours during the night wow <laughs> seven hours sitting down with a board and brainstorming and talking inspiration about it. struck it seems that's it yeah because yeah. we were both working actually i was working at the ministry at that time she was working for a marketing firm and we wanted to branch out finally and this is where the inspiration came from or like that idea that we had before i wanted to come now to life and we're, we were sick of our jobs <laughs> being out of like being honest we were very sick of our jobs and then we wanted to create a change we wanted to cater to people that were on the go travelers people that worked in these types of industries that did not have time because we felt it and slowly slowly we were like okay so tomorrow let's check out some formulators and we went for it Amazing. So one thing that's really interesting to me that I hear about when it comes to new projects, and I've felt this as well, is that that inspiration, those seven hours or eight hours in the middle of the night where you're like plotting and planning with your friend, um, like that feels like magic. Okay, I totally get what you were feeling that time. But what's interesting is that within a few days, that magic kind of kind of runs out. And it starts to like reality hits you and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to meet with people and oh, my God, I'm creating a skincare brand, for example. Right. Yeah. Or not an example in your case. Right. But when do you feel or did you feel like the magic ever ran out for you? And what happened when you were faced with reality? It was a split second I would say the next morning when we woke up we were like oh okay can we actually do this because people know who we are and we've discussed it with our friends as well and our friends started saying oh come on you two girls really now ha 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 like there was a lot of mm. <laughs> I would say negativity coming towards us but then that for me personally when someone's negative I'm like okay challenge accepted mm. now I like this let's do it then if this is what everyone believes in then I think we can prove them wrong and this is this keeps us motivated especially for me and her this is the best motivation for us 
competition and yes. proving them wrong. Competition. Awesome. <laughs> We're Spe- competitive, so. <laughs> Speaking of challenges, I do believe that it wasn't like a smooth road for you like, since the beginning. And I'm like, um, I would like to listen to, I would, I would like to hear what kind of the biggest challenges that you've met. Like, you know, starting like a new project and like let's say the biggest obstacle. The big, oh my goodness, there's so many obstacles. Um, in, the, in the beginning, the biggest obstacle was because the fact that we wanted to start it out in Singapore. Now we know that Asia is a very highly competitive market with mm. a lot of products. Especially skincare. Like that's Especially where, yeah. skincare. <laughs> this, is, this was one of the toughest. And for us to brainstorm and come up with an idea that is unique, we did we did it we did our research really well but then now we have to find the formulator mm-hmm. now which formulator would want to work with two girls that are young and also we were not in the business of skincare before not many formulators accept that fact and they don't do not want to work with you so we had to convince them that yes we will be bringing an income we will be like profiting from this for them to work with us so convincing formulators first finding the correct ones that can understand your concept and accept who we are (laughs) that was the first step and then after moving on when we've done all of this and did the brand coming to Kuwait now moving the skincare brand from Singapore to Kuwait we have to go through the whole processes and the paperwork and you know, checking out the competition. The paperwork was the major, major struggle because, to be honest, you don't know what ministries require. Mm -hmm. It's always changing. No, it's not very clear. You you just Mm -hmm. don't know. So I had to fly sometimes back and forth just to obtain one paper. Like, oh, can you please go to the embassy in Singapore, the Kuwaiti embassy, and bring us one paper? I'm like, oh, that's what's missing? Oh, okay. So I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right there in the corner, you know. Yeah. We'll just get it. So that was quite challenging. Actually, I'm really curious about the fact that you had to convince the the people there to make your own product and stuff. What do you think that played the biggest role in the in the, in, the, in convincing such companies and uh, the formulators? The formulators. Yeah. Um, I would say it's the fact that we had a clear, concise idea and we did our study. We did our study from before and we like appealed to them with the concept. And also we told them, by the way, there was no Singaporean skincare brand that's like quite official. It's mostly Korean, Japanese, Mm. and they would formulate for like Paris and Italy, Mm. but then there was no official. So we told them, come on, it's going to be like a national carrier for you. (laughs) If you're formulating it here in Singapore and it's Singaporean, this is your unique selling point. Singapore is the Switzerland of Asia. So I, I'm a salesperson. I'm, my, my business partner is more into the marketing, but talking to them, convincing them, and also like telling them how they're going to benefit. Mm-hmm. They bought into it. 
And now we're working with a formulator that has been with us for two years. And thank goodness things are running smooth with her. <laughs> I'm totally a geek when it comes to these kinds of um, agreements. And so I'm wondering, um, did you have to like give them a percentage of the profits or did you pay them for a specific, you know, uh, set of packages? Like, can you give us a little bit? Sure. Of- so how it works with the formulators is that Um, you have to make a minimum order. So let's just say between 1,000 to 5,000, the minimum order of like pieces. Mm-hmm. And it goes through a rough testing process in Singapore. So it takes up to like seven months while the FDA t- tests the products out and if they're okay. And yeah, we do pay like 50% of the first batch and then the next batch, another 50% when the FDA approves of it. So this is how they work usually. And we also had to work with other people. We uh, we needed to outsource some ingredients. Mm-hmm. Working with a formulator, sometimes they do not have the ingredients in hand where they are. And they will give you the choices. They will try to help you. But sometimes we can find the better deals. For example, we have Bulgarian Rose. Obviously, that's not in Singapore. So we yes. have to outsource <laughs> it from Bulgaria. And even the packaging, when it comes to the packaging... we had to outsource the packaging from Malaysia and China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have to put it all together. Some of our ingredients we bring from Korea because they don't have it in Singapore. That's and this very, is... That's very interesting. A lot of work. <laughs> that's very interesting. I love that. Um, can I ask a question like more? I, I, I love that. Thank you for sharing all the details. Like now I can imagine how the process happened. But I know that you studied MBA. Yeah. I'm from Switzerland, yeah. right? And I'm just curious, like if I, let's say I want to just start something like a new business, not definitely not going to be a skincare, you know, but um, maybe skincare for dudes. So yeah, <laughs> we were even looking at that <laughs> skincare for dudes. Yeah, um, it's a big market in Asia. You know, you know, <laughs> you know what's funny? Because like you're talking about like how like 12 hours of working and, and, and the regular soup is, soap is not enough for you. And I'm thinking by myself, like, do I even, like, think of that? Like, for me, I'm waking up, washing my face, like, barely Such using the burn. <laughs> Seriously, the I have to think about it for him. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, just wash your face, do your teeth. You know what saying? This is the basics for men. But if we can create that in the... Uh, I don't know, Arab would do that or not. But, yeah, this is a good idea. Going back to the question, okay, is, like, what... And when it comes to selling, you're saying that you're more of a sales person, right? What is the major trait, let's say, that salespeople need to have? <laughs> Believe in your product. Believe in what you're selling. A hundred percent. Trust the product. Believe in it. And also make them want it. Give them reasons why they need it in their lives. And this comes with psychology as well. Mm-hmm. You look at the person, you analyze how they are, what do they do, do they really need the product or no? So you also cut people out this way and it makes your life easier. Some people are not going to need it, mm. but you cre- you give it to them in a way that you have to be very convincing and you have to believe in your product. If your product is is 100% great and you know it's great, this is the biggest like aspect that you have. Hmm. 
like create a need or a want. Yes. Like in a in a sense, I'm thinking about it from But different. But like for example, um, I'll take you as an example. You said, "Oh, I don't think about these things." Yeah. I, if I look at you right now, I'll be like, "Oh, I'll ask you. Oh, how old are you?" I'm like 31. 31. Okay, 31. And oh, do you do you eat healthy? Do you not eat like healthy food? Do you work out? What's your schedule? I, I'll. Do I have to answer this now? <laughs> no, you don't have to answer On the this now. I'm just using you as an example. I'm just using you as an example. Okay, okay. And Go then on, yes. I read you yeah. and I mm-hmm. see what's how your lifestyle is. Hmm. By the way, we have some boys using some of our serums, so. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm not against the audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, like, I analyze your lifestyle, and mm. then I look at your skin. I'm like, oh, you know, are you tired all the time? <laughs> if you are, <laughs> if you are, well, okay. I've got the solution for you. Tired. Yeah. Being tired all the time. Shows has on to do your with skin. The... Oh, so shows you, like, on your skin. And and and. and She's, there she's you a, go she's a salesperson. she's a salesperson. yeah she's, she's sales okay uh, can I have a product with you? <laughs> so you That's, see we try mm. we try to see what the market wants what do they need and then we just offer them the best solution and we make them want it by giving them the solution an easy solution mm-hmm. nothing too complicated either don't complicate it and I believe in a good sales pitch mm. I have actually an intern working with me from time to time from AUK and she comes in to learn about the processes and everything and I've put her even out in the public to sell. In the beginning it was quite rough <laughs> but now she has the hang of it. It's a matter of confidence and believing in the products. Interesting. I have to be honest with you. I'm t- we're talking about this. Like I think of the artist's And creatives, or maybe musicians, or maybe I don't know, making painters music. and all yeah, of them. Like, yeah. Or, or making their own bags. I don't know. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, if they don't have this kind of like ideas of sales and how they can actually promote their ideas, this is really difficult for them. I think that they they will reach a point where like they gonna hit a wall and they can do nothing about what they create. You get know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that what you're trying to explain here. And, um, so sometimes what's interesting, what's interesting about what you're saying that you have to have confidence in the product. Yeah. Um, you have to have confidence in yourself if you are the product. I think you also need to keep yes, that in mind. Yes, of course. And, if and you're the product, to, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to musicians or performing art people, things like perform performance poets, um, you need to have confidence in yourself if you're going to be selling yourself at yeah. this point yeah you need and search for the needs right like you get what i'm saying but they need to connect with people mm-hmm. musicians artists and like these performers need to connect with people they need to relate to people so psychologically mentally emotionally they need to relate to people and if they do if they have that audience then they That's win it. Yep. So you're saying things like seven months and you have to, you know, uh, outsource ingredients. And it's been, you know, it's it, it takes a lot of time. I think what, what I'm getting from what you're saying is that it takes a lot of time for the smallest, tiniest details. And I think in order to go through all of that time, you need an incredible amount of patience. So where do you get your patience from? Yeah. And where can I buy it? <laughs> in the supermarket, kidding. <laughs> Um, I learned this through my experiences working with 
people in the hotel. So the patients actually came from there. Mm. When you work in the hotel industry, it's quite rigorous. <laughs> you have different types of people. You have the calm ones, the nice ones, and then you have the rigid ones, or you get yelled at all the time by customers, people that complain, people that steal, and you need to deal with them. <laughs> I've had funny incidents in hotels, and the way to deal with them is really just to stay calm in the beginning and then give them an ultimatum (laughs) and then that's it when it comes to three that's already far off but the experiences in a hotel i promise you it will build your patience up and it will show you okay how do i deal with this person now this person is not giving me what i want and is yelling at me Mm. what do i do in this situation and the insults start coming and To be honest, in the beginning, I was not like that. I was very hot-headed. I would snap very fast. But then snapping did not help at all. People don't cooperate because mentally they're fired up. And when you fire up even more, you're not helping the situation. So when your energy is calm and straightforward, like straight to the point, point a b c that's it for them they go oh let me think about it let me go down a little so this is where patients came from for for me and it's been great even for here (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure (laughs) that's beautiful but i do believe that not everyone can get a chance to work in a hotel and deal with the angry people until they discover this um, mechanism of dealing with angry people. Uh, can you just? I really want you to elaborate more of the, the the steps one and two and three, like how you can deal with angry, upset blank. person. Yeah, angry, upset blank. Yeah, blank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, firstly, it's when they approach you. They're already throwing a tantrum. They're already the voices are high. Their tempers are already up there and. You approach them calmly. So the first step is to approach them calmly, talk to them, introduce yourself, tell them how much you're willing to help them and also tell them that you totally understand their situation and empathize, empathy. That's what they're looking for first. Empathy and then slowly talk it over, talk it over. Now, if it's not working and it just keeps getting worse and worse, (laughs) just keeps getting worse and worse, give them an ultimatum. Find the solution, find the solution. So you tell them it's either we do this or you're not gonna get this. So there's an ultimatum game over here. You it have the like solution. you're dealing with a kid, right? Yes, 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 yes. An angry person and a kid. No. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like an angry I'm not, kid. I'm not against that. Like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's no, an angry kid. When you're angry, you're, you're, not really, you're not really evaluating a lot of things. Your, your brain actually shuts down. Mm. Some of it shuts down and you're only facing one faucet of it. Mm-hmm. So you're not evaluating the whole thing. So this is why you have to give them a solution in part two. You give them the solution that's an ultimatum. Mm. Your solution will be an ultimatum for sure. It seems like a choice, right? Yeah, it seems okay. like a choice. They made the choice. So Sales. Yeah, <laughs> sales and service. It's amazing. Yeah, this is how it works, guys. This is how you sell your stuff. <laughs> so yeah, and then in the end, if there's no cooperation, it's dismissal. 
<laughs> well, I mean, sales, but you can't really like give a person an ultimatum. It's either you buy this or you don't. Like, no, don't no, do that's that. not how, no, 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 that's not how <laughs> that's it goes. That's not how it goes. You give them other types of ultimatum. Yeah, yeah. Like you tell them, well, if you're not going to buy it, then, you know, we are going to have to retail with this company yeah. instead. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, I got nervous. <laughs> that's exactly how you deal with a kid. You know, yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to have this candy. I'm gonna give it to your brother. I'm gonna give it to oh, your wow. friend. You know, kid. All right, that's that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. What's it been like bringing Souffle Beauty over to Kuwait? It's been a nice experience. It's been a lovely journey. Lots of things to see. Lots of things to learn as well. Um, in the beginning, we had a good response. So the way that we brought it in is that I brought it in into the ministry for the girls to try out and. It was great. They all had different skin types. Everyone's different. So I'm like, okay, let's give it a test trial and see if these girls likes it. And then in the end, they loved it. And I was like, you know what? Okay, let's keep moving. Now, the other part of the journey is walking into ministries to get your papers approved, like Ministry of Commerce, Ministry of Health, Baladia, Taftish. I can go on for like forever. All the ministries you have to go through. Now, going there as well as a female, it's quite tough. It's really quite tough because people don't, I wouldn't want to say like respect. It's just that they dismiss you. Mm. They expect a man figure to be there with you or a man figure to do the job, not a female going over there and doing the paperwork with everybody else. And I stood there hours and hours waiting in line, trying to get through the papers and did exactly the same thing as like what they do over here with the mendubes. The mendubes usually go do it. And go through a I, lot. I went through the exact same thing. Like you can call me mendub tarfa. <laughs> <laughs> I will know all the processes and I went through that. It was very difficult and it's not easy because you also they also don't give you the explanation of what you need. Time limit. They don't give you the time limit either. They'll tell you come tomorrow, after tomorrow, or maybe, you know, in a year. In our case, with one of our paperwork, yes, in a year. So you don't get much information. Mm-hmm. So that taught me a lot how to even talk to them. There's a ministry lingo here, how to deal with, with the people working over there. And me working in a ministry before, I understood as well how to motivate them to work mm, and how to finish mm. my papers faster. Um, what about um, bringing the products uh, on shelves in stores? How's that been? That's been, uh, in the beginning, it was very hard, as I said, uh, because we were just a startup brand. We were just a startup brand that started out in Singapore. There was no brand name behind it. There was no support as well from like famous influencers or you know how now it's all about the influencers. But it was quite new. So in the beginning, we've received a lot of rejections, lots of no's, lots of no's. But we grew the brand slowly. And in Kuwait, it had the best response even. So we grew the brand better in Kuwait and then took it back into Asia. Really? Yeah. So Mm. Kuwait was actually a good hub because here some of the influencers are willing to work with you. They're willing 
to give you good deals on a startup business. So we grew our business via the influencers, me promoting, going around. And then slowly when we started approaching companies, um, our presentation was definitely on point. <laughs> on point presentations. We did a lot of research about the company, the market, because this is what companies will be asking for the big ones to shelves them. They're like, okay, so what's the difference between this and that? Why is it so unique? How am I gonna benefit? How many girls do you think are gonna purchase? What are your purchases like? So you need to have, you need to be prepared. You really need to know what you're saying, what you're doing, and your research has to be legit. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, Tarfa, amazing story. It has been so much fun listening to your journey, the difficulties that you faced. Amazing. And I'm really excited to give Souffle Beauty a shot. Seriously, I'm going to pick it up. For um, me, I'm not going to use the skincare product, but I do <laughs> get a lot to use the way that you're dealing with sales and then you how you like interact with customers and that stuff. This is a lot of amazing stuff that you've, you've shared with us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tarfa. Thank you for having me. It was a great time, honestly, and I enjoyed talking to you both.